paid artists, unpaid interns. You're listening to Art Pros Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's the Art Pros. We have some special guests with us today. Introducing. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? My name's Kai. I'm about sky high, but that's not only because I jumped out of a plane to get here. So, the real question of the day, who's sitting next to me? Hi, my name is Jennifer. I am here in a corner. Probably shouldn't have said my whole name. I'm going to regret that. All right, I'm going to be quiet for the rest of the episode. Wonderful. Five, four, three, We can edit that out. We have a dolphin noise from SpongeBob. (laughs) Thank you so much. Would you like that? Yeah. Okay. It's the dolphin from SpongeBob? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we use to censor to prevent people from getting doxxed. Which we are, we are adamantly against. Thank you. Especially in a, when we're dealing with podcasters who are so staunchly anti-capitalist. Don't dox me, bro. Don't dox me. I do like Google Docs. Yeah, I need receipts, so that means your citations must be complete. In this day and age, there's literally an algorithm. Why are you that lazy? Why are you that lazy? There's an algorithm that does it. It does everything like you're hiring. So that means when you see somebody's name that has letters that don't make sense to you, uh, your algorithm never lets you see it. It's been proven. So you know that white guy that was at your office that was just like, you know, what school did you go to again? Ah, hey, Brad, we're going to work that algorithm backwards and I hope to see you on the other side. (laughs) We'll see if you make it through the great filter. (laughs) <laughs> oh, 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 that is what Miss Rona oh, is. That is how I feel about Miss Rona. Levirus. Miss Rona 19. Oh. Here for the 19s and the 2020s. Oh my god. Do you know that song turned 21? So that song can legally drink now? Back that ass up. What? Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> There were kids born because of that song. There are people whose lives were ruined because of that song. How many people do you think got in the fights in the club that week? Just like, dun, 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 dun. What the fuck is this? Oh, no! Kai, I wish I had a trophy to give you for creating the most live introduction ever. On Art Bros podcast, that was absolutely incredible. And Let had- me look around for this Tony. I'm gonna give you a Tony. Oh shit! Okay, as long as it comes with two more, cause Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh, Tony, 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 with all three eyes. That was the most live intro we've had, and we had Dio live on last week. And if you haven't listened, check that episode out after this one. Um, I'm very excited for today's episode. We we were we were chatting a whole bunch of shit earlier about all sorts of things. Renz, do you have anything you want to talk about today with today's illustrious guests? I actually do. Um, in the room today, I'd like to introduce my friends. Our guest today, Kai, has been around literally the world. I don't want to tell Kai's story for him, but I do want to say we have a very special topic to start with. Let me introduce something. This morning, I texted Kai. My dad texted me something, all right? And I looked at it. I was like, all right, what's my dad telling me? My dad's living in the Philippines, and he gives me this Dean Koontz book. Like, there was a set of three photos, and the cover was a Dean Koontz book. The Eyes of Darkness. And I'm like, all right. Why is my dad sending me a book from the airport? And I turned to the next picture. And there's page 333 in the Eyes of Darkness by Dean Koontz, published in 1981. Circled on this page is the name Lee Chen and underlined in the second paragraph. It says, they call this stuff Wuhan 400 because it was developed at their RDNA labs outside of the city of Wuhan. And it was the 400th viable strain of man-made microorganisms 
at that research center. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, dolphin noise. Here. Wuhan 400. Dang, I was going so good too. I feel so bad. I'm. <laughs> I'm, they knew what was I'm so ashamed. It's not she runs. They knew I was going to try to make the dolphin noise. Oh. Okay. I don't know how I'm going to rebound from this, so I'm just going to keep going like it didn't happen. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Golf claps, golf claps, folks. Golf claps. Thank go. you. Thank you. Uh, um, excuse me, everybody. Um, so, 312. In bullet points, another circled paragraph. It says, in around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it, was, it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived. Attack again 10 years later, and then disappear completely. Now, this is almost as crazy as Exhibit C by J. Electronica, where he has a line that said, trying to find meaning of life in a corona. Maybe that's the beer, but at this point, I don't know. Have you heard his bars? The man sees in the future. Hey, hey, this man. Like Dean Koontz. J. Electronica has also had like, okay, let's be honest. All right, let's, let's get into the shits. Let's get into the shits, since we're in the shits. That's the shits. I'm here for artists of all kinds, boom. Except fuckers that try to sell sad clown paintings. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck your mom and them. And all um, everything. Ooh, it's outside, don't worry. Here's okay. the thing, here's the thing. <laughs> there's a difference between, <laughs> there's a difference between art for a purpose, art cause you feel it, art cause there was a grade due, and art cause you had to make do. And if that sad clown that you turned in is your niche because that's how you feel, that's one thing. If that sad clown is your niche, because, hey, you know it speaks to somebody. That's one thing. But if you were selling that shit to support your gentrification <laughs> of somebody's community, fuck you, fuck your mom <laughs> and them, <laughs> and fuck your little car, too. Ooh, you so, suck. Now that that's off my chest. When Jay Electronica and Dune Coins <laughs> and all of these people that write speculative fiction and write from the first person and write their narratives as they feel them, and we as a global community are able to access them because of things like the internet and airplanes, we are tapping into the collective unconscious as Jung would have it, that there are things that radiate in all of us now, see, most people get stuck in the Freudian, the Freudian mindset of your unconscious is solely your personal. But Jung remembered and also incorporated the fact that there's a part of your unconscious that is connected to all others. I have a question. Absolutely. Which Jung? Like Young Thug? No. Oh. Young, <laughs> young Yachty. Um, I'm going to say all the young Youngs. Hodak? But Which in one? this one, I'm talking about... Uh, Carl. CJ. Yeah. Jason. Oh, okay. Oh, CJ. 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 Not a damn J. Young, and it's J U N G. There we go. The illustrious founder of Jungian psychology. All right, now that that's out of the way. Um, Not Young Money? Oh, Cash Money. Young Money. YMCMB. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> YMCMB. That Stop playing and I'll make a scream at how I like. Roxanne. <laughs> So, uh, no, I think that speculative fiction, it touches on our collective fears. And right now, this Miss Rona, as she runs rampant around the world, Not the Rona, Lord. <laughs> um, it's exposing all those that didn't wash their hands. So, while yes, this is a strain of. It is a larger category, and I'm not a doc, so I'm not going to get into it. But if you've ever read speculative fiction, there's always something that causes a shift in the social workings and the social way things are done. And it, it it's secular. All 
dystopian future starts with a okay so there was a virus there was a plague there was a war there was a, a nuclear there was a mm, damn well what had happened was in order for society to shift yeah it's something called uh some people call it the the, the black swan right where for years there was this saying you know amongst european americans that was like oh that's about as rare as a black swan because they had never seen a black swan before and then someone in western australia found a black swan so viruses or in speculative fiction whenever dystopia starts there's always a black swan event where something new happens that we've never faced before comes and then we off the band like something new your entire worldview has to shift and some people reject it or do some bullshit like don't wash their fucking hands after they go to the bathroom. I've heard so many people flush that damn toilet and walk out in a public space that I may or may not be affiliated with and then go and be playing around kids, oh. <laughs> rubbing on handrails. Oh. You know. Your mama didn't teach you like, your mama tried. I didn't go put this on her. <laughs> your mama tried. Your choice not to wash your hands is your fucking choice. At least some hand sanitizer, damn. Do something like the rest of us still exist. Now, for the point of view of uh, POC, anybody whose country have been colonized, the gays, the queers, TM, anti-M. Wait, hold on. Queer is not an ethnicity. I'm going to just get that bullshit straight. Yo, if queer <laughs> is your personality, I get it. Like, hey, shit, it's easy. It's easy. They made it easy for you. Queer is not an ethnicity. Queer I have a question. Sign. Hit me. Has anybody ever heard of the people, like, you wash your hands before you use the bathroom mm -hmm. and not after, or you wash your hands after? What fuck? up with that? Hey, look, look, I ain't gonna... If or you both. Why that? not do both? I, look, I'm not gonna judge you. If you're, as long as you're doing it, as long as you're washing them at some point that is after you've done what you do, do you. I hate people. But if you're not doing it at all, you are the reason for the downfall. But see, these are people who do it. He, they wash before and not after. I don't. Hey. No? I don't know. Still? I know one. I, I met a guy. I met a guy. He was like, look, I'm going to be serious. I'm going to be honest. I wash my hands before I touch my dick and after. Do you know why? Because I would like somebody to touch my dick. And I don't want <laughs> <laughs> everything I touched on my way to my dick. Is that like a type A, type B I don't profile? Know. This was just one person. And like, I'm going to say this. I don't know much about, hey, I, fuck it. I don't care. It's clean. It, that's the point. It's clean. Whatever you're doing, as long as you're cleaning. How come people like that don't run for president? Can he run for president? <laughs> hey, my guy, you know who you are. Run. Oh, wash <laughs> before president. and after guy? Yeah. Wash oh, before. yeah. He can run. That's the that's the uh, optimum behavior. I was like, dude, yeah. that's genius. Like, can I give you an A1, day one stat? Like, yeah. I mean, you got clean under underwear mm -hmm. and it's protected mm -hmm. whatever you're protecting in there and then you got clean hands mm -hmm. before and after boom easy take it from us uh art professionals yes, 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 yes we are very very dedicated to fighting this virus so so my prescriptive choice of your actions should be to shower both before and after entering any restrooms and make sure make sure you always wash your hands before and after handling yours and other people's mm -hmm. genitalia. Hell yes. Thank you. And you know what? I got to say, shout out to Japanese architects. <laughs> like, you're going to be like, what the fuck, Kai? Here's my transition. So I was staying at my best friend's house. My brother, my brother JC is actually in the hospital right now. And mm. dude, his lung has collapsed five different times. So I, I'm a little shit. Like this is my butt. Like this is how deep it goes. We have the exact same stencil, six inches apart, and tattooed on us. His is six inches to the right of where mine is. Like wow. this is my brother. So we met in the military, and it's it's just family. And uh, what happened was, I was just like something. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm just thinking big. And something's like, call your brother. I was like, call him. I'm like, yo, what? You ain't, or you were not at the party. I, I thought you'd be at. He's like, no, because I see him and he's in the hospital. I'm like, yo, you gonna need to keep, like, at this point, I'm like, I will wash everything I own four times. Like, no, 
God, please, no cap, but I love this guy. So I'm sitting there, and I remember at his house, the Japanese architect put a wet room. So there's a space where you go in, and you wash your hands, your face, boom, toilet. But then separate on the other side of it is a whole, it's designed for the entire room to sweat. Whoa. Because there's a sinking tub with fucking, even if it doesn't have jacuzzi, that shit still feel good. You can get all the way up <laughs> in that bitch. You got to step up in into it. And it's also the shower. And it's like all of those really intimate things are done in that space. And then, you know, your, your regular washing of the hands and, and doing that, it's in a separate space. So it's like, if you've ever read the book, in Praise of Shadows, it talks very much about the Japanese aesthetic and how it's based in Buddhism and the balance of shadows and light and reflective surfaces. And it comes out, and the crazy thing is, the first chapter is about the bathroom, a, the bathroom of a Japanese house. And I was just like, that makes a lot of sense if you're thinking about this. You gotta keep <laughs> your hands washed that much. I'm gonna put a separate space. And then when I wanna do my deep cleaning of me, oh, I'm gonna have a whole different space. And then you modernize that, and then it's like, his crib is boogat <laughs> Like, when I go to his place, I'm like, hell, fuck a hotel. I'm staying at JCM. Uh, shout out to everybody. Like, no matter what, as somebody who under, life be like, who understands that, like, your health is very delicate. You can't just be out here doing everything with everybody, with everybody. And not even, like, in a sexual way. Just like, yo, some people don't wash their hands. <laughs> now, curators, curators got to be some of the cleanest. Uh-oh, you looking like, nah. Um, What's up with these curators? Not like, oh, no, conservationists. I was yeah, going to say, say, yeah, I'll go with conservationists. I will abstain on curators. If... <laughs> Shout out to my loves that curate, because you know I love y'all. I'm just trying to see what the TV like. So... <laughs> What's good, man? What's good? He's over here like, nah, I ain't doing this. Well, I've we've gone in depth into how I truly feel about curators uh, prior to a mid-career change I may have made. But I can say that uh, I have met curators who take risks amongst the uh, COVID-19 virus. You know, some risks are good, some risks are bad. I won't I won't speak on that, but you know. That's that's just how it is. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I thought COVID nineteen was a little a little lightweight. I was like, ah so Yeah, I'm waiting for COVID twenty. That's that's just really gonna nah. bang. Hell no. I, I work We're gonna with, have a Dovid, bro. I'm not doing no more of these, man. They better I believe in skating to one song and one song only. And if you understand that reference, that means we're doing this once. We're doing this shit once. Why? Because it was painful. I got to say that um, of all the guests that we've had on the Art Pros, it seems to me that Kai has, is easily the most educated guest that we've had because he's made more references that I am laughing and pretending I understand right now than in all four years at the illustrious arts institution that made these fine art professionals in front of you today oh they did not make me the school 1.2 miles away me i've gotten really good at pretending i understand because i've known kai for a couple of years now <laughs> no i'm not no i'm just playing but yeah dude said japanese architecture i was like ah yes i'll smile and laugh <laughs> So in the Philippines, actually, what I really like about the design of the Philippine bathroom <laughs> is... Hit me with some tea. Let me tell you, in the Philippines, when I grew up, our bathroom was all tiled. Walls, floor, mm. everything. So you can clean everything. Exactly. And you keep everything in that room and wash it out. It's just, we didn't have a, we didn't, we didn't have a shower. We had an area with a shower where, with like the raised floor and then a giant tub of water under a like a little spigot and you collect it and you use a bucket and splash it on yourself and it's cold as hell but it's also very humid in san in not san diego um manila Quezon city oh. the moment where you forget which city what happened and you're like uh was i in Fusa? <laughs> was i in i, I was think in i was Seoul? in san diego no, uh... i might have been in escondido hold on a second uh... Dumping water, cold water on myself from a tub in San Diego. Look, I'm gonna try. I tried. I tried cold showers. Like the military beat everything out of me. If you, 
if you've ever done the wonderful summer camp version of the military, you know which one I'm talking about, enlisted, <laughs> but hey, I still got paid. <laughs> I, I, 60 second showers. Okay. Shout out to the, <laughs> the, 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 the military training instructor that, you know, oversaw our, our training. She was a black woman from New Orleans, New Orleans, and it was after Hurricane Katrina. I went in in 2009, so she was just with it. Like she was like, I read somewhere about the the African American sense of duty. If you read the 1619 New York Magazine article, it's somewhere in there. It's online. Check out your check out your check out your resources. Do your Google. Um, yeah, there's a really long ties to black folks joining the military. And she had to have a very serious conversation with me one day. And maybe if you ask me back, I'll tell you about it. But she did not give a fuck how we looked. We were bathed. We were out the door on time. And we were wherever we were supposed to be. But at some point, some, she had never had a flight of trainees where everyone was assigned female at birth. Let's put it that way. She had been training like hardcore, assigned male at birth, cut them, gut them, and rolled them. You know, they just, they didn't have, you know, you shit, shower, shave in the morning. That's yeah. that's it. <laughs> they had to be like, uh, time out. Can we get some uh, sock bun training in here? Can we get some, <laughs> what was the last time y'all actually had time to like scrub, scrub? <laughs> and like, get up. We were like, she, she was serious. It was like, you had enough time to be hygienic. There was no fluff. There was no, you know, when was the last time you had a moisturizing mask? There was no, and as somebody that loves a damn good moisturizing mask, I made it because I did that. But trust and believe, I now appreciate that shit on the other side. I have a question. Set up. I hope that everyone's enjoying getting to know Kai like, like this, live and uncut. <laughs> My question it's the best. This is best filter. Mm-hmm. And my question is: Do you have any top five takeaways from your training oh, that you could share? Okay, one. Everybody is human, so that means they are. They need Maslow's, and you know they have insecurities, and that's the space that I found myself in allowed me to. You know, we all change. So be that version, that very, very, very rough, uncut version of Kai. And they accepted me. And they were like, to this day, I know I can reach out and be like, hey, uh, see what happened was, I ain't even gonna bullshit you. Can't help. And they'll be there. Because it was like, it's not just the physical, it's the, the emotional of knowing that the people that you are doing this with are invested, whatever their reason, with you. Now, yeah, I had a buddy that was always, you know, I tell the stories about my buddies that were you know, getting over and doing all the sly shit. But the people that actually did it and did it for the right reasons, you know, my dorm chief had like a master's degree and was still going enlisted because it was the only way to be a linguist at the time. I was in there with, you know, mothers daughters like people 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 that were still trying to figure out where they were on the spectrums of just generational shit just that because we all have our own generational trauma no matter what capitalism fucked us all (laughs) like above anybody else above racial blah 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 capitalism has had our lives fucked up and right now miss rona is saying (laughs) um you can't keep people alive with this system and for those who may not for those who are willing to do the Googling, there are two, there are multiple theories of human socialization. And one that the United States heavily favored in antebellum times was something called Homo economus or econicus, whatever. My pronunciation is off, but it was the principle of the human is designed to manufacture, to do things, to acquire things. But an alternative theory that we could really benefit right now is homo aestheticus, which means that the human love of beauty is what keeps us alive. That the human love of love, like whatever you love, you know you love something. Like, hate to say it, Hannibal Lecter, fucked up as he was, loved something. (laughs) But 
you know, I, I pull from popular culture because it is something, like, I say that because that's something that resonates across cultures. Because we, even if I've never seen Silence of the Fucking Lambs. <laughs> no, but I understand enough to know that I'm creeped out by that. No! Oh, right. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. I hope I hope y'all had your notebooks out because I was only number one out of five of Kai's tips. So, <laughs> so that was you might <laughs> you might have to. Yeah. So one. This ain't just a one-on-one class. This is a, kind of advanced. So. If you, if you have a notebook, yeah, might might take might want to take notes. Yeah, I know you got a notebook right there in your car. Just reach over, grab it, um, make sure you have a clear head of space in front of you, no head anybody, and start taking notes while you drive. I'm I'm I don't know how the okay you guys like. How long are podcasts supposed to be? <laughs> Man, we normally go for like an hour. But uh, you know, we go over, we go under. Our first episode was like two and a half, so we really we like to hear ourselves talk too. So don't worry. I think I think I think anyone that knows me is like, dun, 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 dun. we finally found Kai's art form. This way, we can turn him off when we want to. <laughs> oh! For those of you who. Uh, don't know the the idiosyncrasies of the art pros podcast we invite the most illustrious artists you may or may not have ever heard of <laughs> like i'm taking it <laughs> and uh you should take this this is we derail also for them, like, capitalism oh fuck capitalism <laughs> some might call these guests elites yeah we, we have elites <laughs> Okay, if that if that if this is a too elitist, I got one that's very simple. Fuck twelve, I've been ducking five. Oh shit! And those are those are my terms, everyone. I consider these guests elite. They are the best guests. There is no guest better than these artists. They are amazing people, and they are the best people. It's it's actually I, I something you said really re- well. Everything you're saying really resonates with me, but. Um, I just want to reiterate, you use pop culture because it touches that part of the senses that you mentioned earlier from speculative fiction, which is we are all connected in our unconscious, and pop culture is a way to put language to that. Mm-hmm. So that's fucking awesome. So the next time you're sitting there being like, oh, that person just uses pop culture references, fuck you. Don't be a fucking twat. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Beep, 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 beep. There's a travel ban on <laughs> language from Europe right that. now. Oh, <laughs> What? What's that? Well, seeing how uh, Miss Rona got all of us sitting down, like, ooh, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna. Do... I, I I love. I was born and raised. Okay, so my auntie, my aunt Tony, used to put headphones on my mom's belly, and she would only play the hottest Baltimore house music, not club music. That should tell you how old I'm talking about. <laughs> house music. Guy, are you telling us you're about to share your expertise with our pro squad guests? Yeah, they might have to come back for another one. We might have to have you back for another, what is it, five? Because you're still on number one. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so my mom is, a, is actually a griot. So long-ass stories is what my family's about. Yeah. Like, it is a generational thing. Long-ass stories. If you've ever watched... <sighs> There's a there's this book called African American Folklore. Now, for those of you who are like, what? So essentially, anything that was done by African people, black people, people that ended up with skin with more melanin, just a dab. <laughs> our history has often been our history as our own narrative, as we would put it, is listed as folklore. Because no academic, quote-unquote, institution verified it. But, bitch, your institution is new. Yes, <laughs> period, Pooh. Thank you. Folklore is better. <laughs> Hear that, everyone? Folklore is the real history. Folklore is real history because no one's doctoring it. No one's editing it. No one's putting it into an institutional meat grinder and pumping it out like a cube of... I don't know, ground beef or something, or maybe like jackfruit if you're vegan. Mm, jackfruit is delicious. Yeah, it is. Hey, did you know jackfruit is the 
actually, like raw jackfruit is the flavor that inspired Juicy Fruit gum? No. You said raw? Yeah, raw jackfruit. Like I said, most educated. <laughs> <laughs> most intuitive. We only do 15 minutes of research per episode. Per day. Oh, shit. I showed up. I showed up. I showed up with with, with my hands. <laughs> way way too much preparation. That's exactly how we love it. Take notes, everybody. I mean, uh, I feel like I could literally ask Kai anything, and we could have a whole episode on it. You want to try? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um, what's your opinion on on? So, in in design culture, what comes first, fashion or architecture or or, or art? You ready? I ready? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to bust everybody's head. <laughs> Wait, can I put my headphones back in? I need to be, yeah, it, high definition. You ready? Synchronicity because the collective unconscious is moving at the same fucking time. I got a go go. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, hey, 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 hey. When you come back, bring a new pack. And don't ever, ever scratch the Cadillac. That was the most quantum oh, answer man. ever. <laughs> Shout out to the RZA. That was all dimensions of me screaming. Oh, guys, the RZA has a meditation tape. Oh, really? Nice. Oh, yeah. The RZA's meditation tape is the shit. Really? Yeah, it's really fucking great. It even samples his Afro Samurai work. So if you don't know, the RZA is both a... He lectures at Harvard on quantum physics, and he's still your favorite rapper's favorite producer's favorite producer, whose favorite producer is the RZA. Damn. Man of many talents. You see what this wrist do. <laughs> Was that just one question? We still haven't even gotten to number two. <laughs> <laughs> Second thing that I learned in the military. Every capitalism has left everybody's pockets at the point where they're willing to go work for the man (laughs) you wouldn't meet anybody in the military like i know i know people from every walk of life and the only one i judge is the guy that can't tell his mommy he has a tattoo You could hear a drop of water <laughs> in this room right now because that shit was so deep. Like, how, 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 how big of a human being do you have to be to be willing to inflict and do anything because an order was given? But you can't tell the person that gave birth to you a decision that you made with your body. Not because you don't feel like you'll you, not because you feel like it's not a safe space. Like, I've met all kinds of people. But, dude, this was a person with as much privilege as you can have as an American. Meaning, phonetically, and that's I'm talking in phenotype. He was America's golden boy. And you scared to tell mommy that you make your own money. And you've made, you, you've made another human. And, in fact... We'll go to every island in the middle of any ocean and say anything to any woman. But you can't tell mommy you got a tattoo on your arm. What kind of tattoo? Was it like a tramp stamp? Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> it was the most, for military folks, it was the most boot shit you could ever get. He got a fucking American flag and an eagle. <gasps> I'm screaming. To this day, I'm like, that's what you got, bro. And you can't tell mommy that you went and served your country and got an American flag with an eagle. Oh, Lord. Lord. Mama, Mama I'm so ashamed. I love my country so much that I desecrated my own skin. How could you ever live with a son like me? I'm a silver boy. I'm not a golden boy anymore. I am a silver boy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to take that Tony back. <laughs> no, you earned that. Like, you earned that one. Just Can one I hold three. it for a little? I'll give it back to no, you. No, no, no. no. You, we you only have one. On some moonlight <laughs> shit. Yo, mm, moon, popular culture reference. Let's talk moonlight. Let's 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 do it. Why? Because we can. That is what. That is what the military taught me. 
that there are loves that transcend words, that transcend experiences. And if you've seen that Moonlight, you're like, oh, uh, you talking about, no, I'm talking about the fact that there was somebody willing to say, hey, these people are trying to give me a Tony that's not mine. <laughs> no, that was the Oscars producer who came on the stage. He wasn't. Oh, that means somebody is willing to take the fall and say, yo, y'all are on some bullshit. Now, let's think about it this way. This is a recorded event. How many times did they do that in the past? Ask questions, people. If you're not asking questions, what you doing? So that was number two. Can we ask you question number two? Hell yeah. Okay, let me think. What do you think about um, Jim Carrey and Sonic the Hedgehog? Who? Sonic uh, with teeth? <laughs> <laughs> Sonic with pearly whites. Uh, Colgate, get at me. <laughs> Sonic's got good teeth, though. <laughs> Sonic's got an orthodontist. He's got, got a <laughs> dental plan. <laughs> what dental plan is Sonic on? Sonic hey, yo, voted Sonic. for Bernie or something. <laughs> Speculative future. Mm. So, number two was, oh, trust somebody that trusts themselves. So, that's one is everybody does something for a reason. Number two is trust somebody that trusts themselves. Number three is... <sighs> If you come to get a plate of food and someone has fed you, understand that that somebody has invested in you in any way, shape, or form. Now, their intention will show itself. Because when you do something to violate, that is how they will address you and come at you. What I'm talking about is, and he know who he is wherever he is in the world, and I hope you'll... <laughs> Cousin, quote-unquote, here it is. Intellectual property is real fucking property. Don't take people's intellectual property because an idea alone is enough to start a revolution. So if you take credit for the revolution that I thought about, motherfucker, hide. <laughs> <laughs> and don't just hide, like, a little bit. Hide well. On that shit, shout out to baby boomers, though. Because <laughs> baby boomers really be out here on that shit. That's all I'm going to say. So an idea can start a revolution is idea number three that I learned from the military. Did you know there was a war that was fought over a bucket? There was a war that was fought over a pig. There was a war <laughs> fought. Exactly. Everything I'm saying, you're like. I thought he was going to stop talking. A bucket like happened. NBA. Someone <laughs> made a three-pointer. Fuck no. A wooden, other team won. And a wooden a... motherfucking bucket. Hey, it's high craftsmanship though. No. <laughs> does it matter? <laughs> After 14 lives, does it matter about this bucket? Like, that's why people, people forget that if you are willing to look at war history, you will see both the ugly and brilliant in people. Because war changes how societies work. A couple of things do. War, famine, natural disaster, social unrest. Uh, <clears throat> Miss Rona, we see you in the corner hiding. Uh, you know, these are things that change how societies are structured. And you don't have to just sit here and be like, what? Uh East Coast, West Coast, beef chains, rap. <laughs> and that was ideas. This is words being recorded and digitized that changed the courses of lives. Now, as somebody that came up on mixtape culture, Megan Thee Stallion, go off. Go off, mama. Because, see, with Megan Thee Stallion, shout out to JSU. You know, y'all illustrious or whatever. Uh <laughs> Oh, but, we're not talking about Johns Hopkins, by the way. So just, that's J H U. I don't. Oh, it's a H. Yeah, that's. See, I, I don't, don't know them know people. I don't know them people like that. <laughs> Tell them they need to stop calling my mama and them, my cousin and them, my auntie and them. And yes, India Moore's reference of you know the idea of uh, if you don't understand what this um. Uh, essentially, what it comes down to is when people put ideas into the world. No matter how they are intended, they're received by somebody, and they will interpret it the way they want to. So songs that are necessarily desecrating, or people are like, oh my god, hip-hop is so ratchet and bad, and if you don't know what ratchet is, Urban Dictionary. Uh, <laughs> and white people, white people, since we no longer are talking face-to-face, -face, I'm gonna tell you space-to-space. Woo! -space. Stay in your own motherfucking lanes, for the love of Pokemon. Y'all got of, so many damn lanes. You took everybody else's. That you made for yourself. Actually, in San Diego, there's a highway with like 
I don't know, 12 lanes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Probably. Depends on the time of day, probably. Do you want to get into some serious structural design? San Diego's pretty diverse. Like, we talking about societal structures? Oh, let's talk social design for a minute. Oh, okay. All right. I I know people who who talk about that. All right. You want to talk about it? I've thought about it. People that design (laughs) cities, because we forget that at one point, somebody had to sit down and do this. Benjamin Banneker did it. Now, in Baltimore... There's a very, 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 very real way. Highways were built to get people, particularly people with money and access to cars. So that tells you who. Yeah, the people are. To get from places that were built to be training grounds or Olmstead style parks. So the Olmstead parks are in places like Druid Hill. That was designed as an Olmstead Park. So that's English architecture in what at that point is in the 1800s, no longer a Virginia colony, but now the new colony of Mary's Land, Queen Mary. She ain't never set foot here, but they want to name it after her. They built this park to train people that were considered new Americans or un-American or immigrants or folks that look like us but ain't quite like us how to act and at these Olmstead parks you see the design of technologies like the billy club so sometimes people build spaces and then they institute rules and then they build technologies to enforce the rules that they made for those spaces for who they intended to be there now I, i i don't know if anyone has ever or will ever see there was a call walk which is, you know, City has Living Laboratory Walk in Druid Hill Park. And I'd love to see, you know, what what that really turns into as we continue to figure out making spaces where people can revisit these places and understand the technologies that made these spaces. So, again, white people stay in your lane because thanks, but no thanks. We tried it your way. And if you hear white and you're like... <gasps> My skin is that color. No, what I'm talking about is Y-P-I-P-O, as in... Y-P-P-O. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm half white, so I'll, I'll be the translator in here. Thank goodness. I thought I was speaking tra- translingually rather than code switching. Now, translingualism is I'm going to choose the language appropriate for the space that I'm in, and I feel like I'm among friends. Yeah. So definitely, I'm gonna speak and I would speak. No, like there's okay. So let me break it down. Hmm. When Kai is talking about white people, he's not talking about individual white people. He's talking about an overarching culture that structures, yeah, institutions that, that are upheld by these structures that enforce systems that discredit and make life <clears throat> damn near unlivable. Yeah, it's especially and the worst part is it's like like if you're white and you're sitting upset about um, some truths that may be getting dropped on you, keep in mind that these same structures made by Y P P I P Y W Y P I P O. If you're upset about that, those structures also inhibit you. Oh, if you are a victim of capitalism, we are talking about the system based on Homo economists that the Europeans handed over to the. Americans during that information ecology exchange. So people think only people were moved. No, ideas were moved during these times. Colonialism had ideas, concepts that were foreign moved by Europeans into spaces where they colonized other people. I hope I just contextualized the big words for... Eric Dyson, who the fuck is that? My name is Kai. <laughs> I'm just all right. Oh, and keep in oh, keep in mind too yeah. that snaps. All you these ideas came from uh, all these ideas came from wealthy people in Europe too. So we're not talking about you know poor governor and fucking whatever in in South London. We're talking about wealthy people who came to America. The ideas that they made came here. Those formed the foundations of our capitalist system. The one percent. Man. Part of it now. 
kidding. <laughs> when? <laughs> I, I was wish. like, when? <laughs> yeah, this is my stu- this is my backup studio. I have five more. <laughs> oh, oh, go off. I was Look, like, why are you getting your own drinks? <laughs> Hopefully one day. Like, I don't know if you. I don't know how much you are indoctrinated <laughs> into the hip hop vernacular and therefore its own folklore. Because boom. Shout out to Netflix. <laughs> All right, everyone. I hope you're still keeping notes because <laughs> we need a goddamn roadmap. This is still help, tip help, number help, one. Help, Forget what help, we were saying help. before. This, this is, is still tip number one. Wait, Renz, you got lost in the sauce. I'm on tip number three. I'm almost oh, out of no. here, B. No, right, but it's within tip number one. Oh no, these are these are definitely all separate facts. They're all separate facts. <laughs> yeah, you want me to catch you up? No, no, you don't need to catch me up. I'm let's run it back. Let's run it back. Um, so rewind to about 22 minutes in when we were on tip number one, and you can fast forward to me saying we're still on tip number one. Oh, thank goodness. Um, Help, how does this work? Well, tip number one really is just listen to what Kai says. There is no two, three, four, five. It's just all tip number one is listen to Kai. Oh, God. Tip number one is everybody does something for a reason. Tip number two Trust people who trust themselves and are transparent enough to be honest with themselves and you at the same time. Step number th- tip number three from the military is everybody's reality isn't necessarily yours. And respect that because we are still trying to navigate this world together, both consciously and unconsciously. And number four is love is not a chore. And if it feels like one, make a different option. Take a different option. Or let God, whoever your God is, but I'm going to say one nation under house, move you in a different way. And number five would be, your art is going to set you free because right now it's the only thing you can count on. And if you don't find something in your heart that's the basis of art to push you forward, Shit, go jack off. I don't know. Make <laughs> make make self love your first priority. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, old school or new school, folks? That is the motherfucking true school. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are so nice. This notebook is amazing, by the way. Um, if you guys would like to shout this gentleman out. Oh yeah, shout out Rayleigh Bass Prince. Yes. Uh. You know, we've had him on the podcast before, and he gave our guests some wonderful notebooks. He, he's he been having a rough time. You know, our economy is built on being a capitalist economy, and with South by Southwest shutting down, it's been a little tough for him to sell things to people. When he was planning on selling, like, $8,000 worth of merchandise at this event, and it shut down because of uh, Mother Rona. Uh, <laughs> nah, she, she, she's not Mother Rona. This one... She a cruel mistress. Hey, some people have bad moms. Um, Very real. Yeah, but he's he's had a he's having a rough time. So go check him out at Really Base Prince on Instagram, and he'll have his information up there. He's he's a good dude underneath it all. So don't worry about that. Only thing he's hiding under is that beard. He's I, a gorgeous human. Let me let me let me ask you something. Do you think that beards are uh, bras for men with no chin? No, that nigga needed a new disguise. No, yeah, no, nah, no. He couldn't. He had like tattoos on his head. What the fuck? Okay, can I just can I speak on ink? Can I speak on ink? Please, please let me speak go, on ink. Go off. Go As somebody that has tattoos, I love tattoos. I think tattoos are gorgeous. If you are enshrining yourself and not in a way that limits you, but spiritually uplifts you, do it. Do it. Go off. But make sure they are tasteful. <laughs> I don't need to see no nipples on your tattoo. Why? Because there are already nipples on you. No popsicles on your legs. <laughs> Yo, shout out to my, like, I got a homie. I swear, I swear 
Like, there's, I'm on it. There. He wanted to get a severed unicorn head tattooed on his inner thigh. Homie. Homie, that's that white people shit. <laughs> that is oppressive to whoever has to get near your junk for the rest of your life. Stop doing this to both them and you. Make different choices, friends. Make choices that empower you. If that is empowering to you, know that. But respect whoever else has to see that. I have a conundrum about tattoos because I'd love to get some tattoos. Mm. I've seen a lot of tattoos in books of the original meaningful stick and poke hand tattoos of Filipino tribesmen. Mm. And I want to get that done but the only person left who knows how to do that through folklore by the way run it back if you need to remember what folklore is mm -hmm. why it's so important and the most important well she's one of the few handful of people you probably count them in two hands of people that can stick and poke and know the language of those patterns my best friend yana the, the one i was telling you about they are they do stick and poke so what I want to do is figure out what this language is. It's important to me because that's if you want to get a tattoo, you get a maybe there's some symbolism behind it. That's one way to get a tattoo tastefully. And that's that's challenging, you know. Oh. I want to put something like that's like, yeah. And she's old and like at risk for uh for this virus too. I know exactly. I, know, yeah. I, I was doing research in there too. I was like, how to do a cool tattoo. Yo, can I tell you truth? Yeah, please. Shout out to the gram. Cause <laughs> I just saw it. I was watching it, you know, like right now, everybody's on their social media. So I was scrolling and my social media, thankfully like algorithm was good. Uh, <laughs> it comes back to like people that are keeping alive ancient traditions. And here's the thing. Indigenous traditions need to be kept alive because indigenous traditions got us this fucking far. Like, how the fuck you think we got here? We didn't just fucking count on certain medical institutions to keep us alive. Because our histories tell us who we are. You can't know who you are if you ain't know where you've been. And like... Yes, personally, but let's go back to young. The fucking unconscious wants to connect to a collective unconscious. So in order to connect to your collective unconscious specific to your culture, you might want to know their mother in folklore. <laughs> that is your native tongue translated into stories to keep you alive. That is why hip hop is the folklore of the fucking people that grew up in America, post-slavery, post, post uh, everything else done to urban, i.e., let's look at the demographics in Baltimore, where it's 68% fucking African descendant in America. Or black, because guess what? <laughs> I know. I would just say black. I know. I Sometimes I get on that damn high horse. Uh, shout out to W.E.B. Dubois for being slightly elitist. Uh -huh. Thank you so much. I respect Woo. all theories of the ancestors. I know. Okay, cool. Great. Can I? Can I be? Uh, can I be a? Can I ask a question for white people? You can ask a question for all people because white people ain't the only one with questions. Okay. Um. So, how do you feel about about the uh, question of whether you call someone black versus African American? Hmm. I'm a shout out to H. You. You all know. Right. Yeah. Let's have Howard University take this one. So or not. Most of the time, <clears throat> all HBCUs teach it. They just claim it first because they're assholes. Well, Ooh. no. Dang you. No, we were actually the first, baby. We were the first college. Respect your elders. Anyway, <laughs> so it's says the 22 year old. Um. So. <laughs> honestly, though. Okay. So. In regard to the African diaspora, um, generally, a lot of folks who are black at the same time do not uh, identify as African-American. Because, like, personally, like, my mom, she don't roll. Like, she she doesn't rock with that shit. She's from Barbados, and she's from St. Lucia. And she's like, I'm black. I'm not African-American. I don't have lineage here. African-American is essentially, it's, it's very specific, right? So, especially up here on the East Coast, I'd say um, black... Or and sometimes you can have like the or African American. I, I like constructed a lot of surveys and stuff for studies and all of that shit. You can always like have both there, so it's like so people don't get mad because people really do be getting real mad about stuff. 
So even the selection thing is bullshit. Check boxes are better so that people can just select all the identities they want to. Okay, like not white people though with the German and the, all that shit. Like it's important, but like not, not like. Well, Eastern Europe has had a very different experience than Western. That Europe. is true. And like, as some like, I just had somebody like I was working with closely be like, "Look, I'm Turkish. My experience is very different." So than mostly what Syrian. I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes, there are some like I know I left a line next to mine, mm-hmm. and they would just put the percentage. That is what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> some of those percents were uh, like one percent. If I don't get a percent, you don't get one. As yeah, a black person, if I don't get a percent, you don't. They were very specific. I'm I'm sorry. That was that that was very easy to misinterpret. But no, it was it was a lot there. There was a lot. There. So so because of the uh, because of the the width of the diaspora or like like the breadth of it, there is um, you know sometimes certain labels don't fit certain identities yeah right okay As you're good especially people who are birthday. like actually for like black people from africa like then you get into the nationalities in that continent which in that own set in, in their own setting it's like enough kind of tension there anyway but then once we start claiming them as like like there's this whole tension of like identity and like you know white people seeing us as one monolithic group and then that kind of especially if you didn't grow up with that mentality that pushback of no wait (laughs) i'm black and then like or just folks will say i am nigerian i am kenyan i am xyz not that folks will care right so i mean technically black is the easiest approach it's like yes so you can fill in whatever boxes you need to fill in because you sometimes you know and Howard did teach this one big thing like you know it showed how diverse blackness was and just how different all of our experiences were and how we came together and interchanged culture and like Howard was a meshing like a melting pot of slang like the Chicago slang so there was the my guy there was there was the there was the there was the Europe from New York and like you would hear all this shit everybody's fucking call in one place so we all end up going home, taking home each other's slang and stuff, and it gets even more mixed and more mixed and more mixed. And it's like a beautiful, never-ending cycle, honestly. So there's that. That's my rant for the day. Yeah, I only ask because um, I'm, I'm ignorant. But also, I, I'm from South Florida, and, like, so there's a lot of Haitians by me yeah. who, like, if you call them <laughs> black, fucking <laughs> would get furious and like they'd start going into patois like like crazy oh, pissed <laughs> well if you know that just, yeah. just, oh hey yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i heard about y'all Ooh, one, of my cohort, one of my cohort mates um this summer he's from south florida too and he was talking about it was like Haitians and then um, Jamaicans. I think yeah, yeah. had the beef at his like over by yeah, him. Yeah, like like yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's because we share patois. We share like all of the folks. There must only be one. It's like all the folks that that speak patois, and I I, I think it goes for like all folks from like the islands. The yeah, West, like the if the islands between Africa and the Americas that were colonized, there's a shared language of Patois. And in and it actually ends up tying into hip hop because hip hop is the first time that there's this audio capturing of the black voice before, it, and in its dialect. And I wanna tap you because in previous, in previous, in previous black musics, uh-huh. Has there ever been a speaking of indigenous black tongues? Let's put it that way. Indigenous black tongues. Indigenous black tongues to African Americans specifically, yes. I can easily cite that for jazz and the um, language created around it to code it, to enhance it. Um, I think Reefer was where like jazz came from. Yeah, Cap Calloway. Uh, jive, Jive, that was what it was. It was Jive, and then it was Reefer, and the codes kept changing because they needed to be changed because that was of the requirement, that was of the culture. So I'll say yes. I, I believe certain slangs are um, definitely an indigenous like tongue, almost. I, I don't know. I think I said that wrong, that last part. And then I spaced oh. it out. 
You know what some of everyone's favorite slang is these days? What? It comes from queens themselves. Which queens? The queens. The queens? Queens like the place or queens like the collective TM of drag queens? Yes. <laughs> collective not, TM. No, not, not the place. Not the place. I see where Ooh. I need to be clear. May I? Please. <laughs> all, all of our slang that we use day to day interchangeably like it's cool. Let's get we it. need to pay respect to the history of that slang. <laughs> I hope I hope y'all heard that bone cracking because shit's about to. So, as someone that is both black TM, queer TM, here TM, fuck all the rest of you people. I don't. I'm not gonna get any deeper than that. The first person to start a fucking riot for the. I don't care what letter you're under. You know we're all under this umbrella here. Queer label was a black, formerly enslaved, <clears throat> self-declared first drag queen, or queen of drags, depending on the language, who we'll call Queen Swan, ironically enough, but was named by their enslavers William Dorsey Swan. They were the first person to throw a party or a violent riot, what turned into a violent riot. For LGBTQIA plus rights to assemble. Not just not just fucking exist, assemble. Like exist, exemble to do any of it. That was the first violent resistance period. Pooh. And I want to give a shout out to the singular gentleman that has been doing this research. But Queen Swan actually established a house. Meaning they had a house that was in or of their occupation where there would be folks from far and wide, no matter how they were assigned at birth, would show up for a gathering that included in the African or the black tradition or black folkloric tradition, black academic theater. If you really want to get into it, we can go there. Performative get social tradition. They would dress up in their finery as acquired through rightful means, whether that meant walking off after I was in fucking slaved. Not me, but I, the ancestors spoke for me for the ancestors spoke through me for a minute. They walked off with their finery and gathered to sit at a table to eat dinner and celebrate and gather and be people. And this took place in Washington, D.C. I'm a little bit off my numbers, but. 1888, I do believe, was the first time that it was written up in the papers. And, you know, they exposed Queen Di Swan. They put all her t all her business out there. And, you know, I can switch back and forth between these languages translingually because this is my... No, they came in and spilled all her tea. They put her in the news. They wrote her. And I say her because at one point she filed a petition with the prisons to have her pronouns respected if I, and I can't wait to read the book. As soon as it comes out, it's in my, like, I want it. I don't care who I'm fighting for it. Everybody of the 17 people they caught, they put their names in the newspaper, which that was the digital age back then. That was the hottest tech. That was putting it on your social, your snap. That was making sure everybody knew that these were the people dragged out of a party. A party, not even like a riotous party, but just a bitch, a sit down dinner. I got on heels. You expect me to do all of that? So the ballroom tradition celebrates that. It remembers that that's where we started. Marsha P. Johnson did it. Sylvia Riviera did it. The queens out in Compton, and I say queens because there is a lack of sort of language for folks that are perceived as outside of the gender norms by wearing clothing or gender expression, their gender identity is not within the binary of, as defined by European and Western traditions of male, period, or female, period, TM. That's not everybody else's. Those who are of color from someplace, um, you probably got more than two options. And if you get into your folklore, that's where your more than two options are at, baby. 
And while, you know, the English have translated our folklores collectively, and I can say this because they have gone everywhere to everybody's people and said, I'm going to take your, your, your religions, your spiritual, your healing, your health, your emotional, all of your practices and turn them into other or <clears throat> folklore. But whatever it is, it ain't mine. That's what that is. <laughs> and it's just, just like... As a person growing up and like and discovering these these, I'm not gonna I'm gonna call them folklore out of respect because that is how they are stored and they are, I want to say hidden in academia, they're hidden as folklore. But what they are is our truths. Kai. Yes. With respect Please. to your intellect and everybody's that. time. Oh, thank I propose one final topic. We've reached our hour mark. I think that you, you know, we should be able to express ourselves with the appropriate amount of time and space. But we can talk about one final topic, a serious topic. This is a podcast that's satirical and funny. Oh, so hold on for one second. I have to take two showers and use the restroom. So I'll, I'll be right back. I'd... For like 40 minutes. I'm so sorry. Yeah, good call. I'm going to wash my hands. I'm gonna... Boom. I hope to wish everybody a good evening because I had a good evening with our wonderful guests here today, Kai Singleton Raw, introducing Gage Brand on the mic, the second half of the Art Pros podcast, and I am Renz B. You might know us as the paid artists on Instagram, paid dot artists. Anyways, I hope you all have a good morning, evening, or afternoon, and I hope you all have enough toilet paper, because... The shit didn't hit the fan, folks. <laughs> <laughs> don't fan. be a dick. Don't be a dick. So yeah, seriously, don't be dicks. And we love you guys. Peace, y'all. Peace. Bye.